Hello guys, welcome to the first episode of our Heroes of the Stone podcast, The Talent Gate, where we meet and discuss um, current events in Heroes of the Storm. We're going to discuss the game itself. And I'm Marius Penier, aka Cryobuck, and with me today is Zor. Hello, Zor. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Yeah, well, tell me something about like your background, Zor. Where are you coming from, the gaming background? Oh, the gaming background is like far, far away. I started playing on the very first Xbox, like with stuff like Halo 2 and some childy, childy games like uh, Shrek. This is where my my gaming just like got like. Did you play um, like Halo competitively? No, not competitively. I was like I don't know six years old or something. <laughs> Man, the PvP games are just uh, I'm not really good at them. So I'm coming from like uh, point and click adventures. That was uh, the, the the bomb back in the day, like Monkey Island and stuff. I really really love those. Uh, old Lucasfilm adventures. Yeah. All right, but right now we really found a really nice game for us, Heroes of the Storm. I got mm. hooked pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, um, since I saw it for the first time, I think it was Mammoth Pelly time. The video I saw, like some yeah. footage of the alpha. I was like, Mammoth what? Pelly time was the guy that got me into the game. By the way, huge shout out to, uh, to Pelly. Um, and his friends um, anyway and this is what got me into the game I saw these uh, saw the footage and was like oh, go oh god I need to I need to learn how to play this game and I even started to play League of Legends because it was like the closest thing <laughs> in the market like to to what I thought it would be so I played a little bit of League as well uh, did you play League Zor? Oh, I tried it like a few games, but League of Legends just wasn't my game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit different. Uh, it's a bit yeah, drawn out. Very different from Heroes. Uh, anyway, I remember the first time when I was playing with my friends, I, as I told them like, oh, this is a kind of slow. I think, uh, I think it's kind of too slow for me. I'm going to log out. And they were like, what? You can't log out? And I was like, why? Well, because you got lever status and you're going to be like banned or fine. It's like, what? And uh, that just wasn't for me. So um, anyway, I still did play a little bit um, anyway, but we're not here to talk about League of Legends. We're going to talk about Heroes of the Storm. Exactly. And as I said, this is the first episode. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk uh, about what happened uh, recently uh, in the game or in the scene. Then we're going to talk about what's happening right now, what the you know, kind of important things are that are happening in the community, in the, in the scene, uh, esports and, and everything around Heroes of the Storm. And at the end of the show, we are going to talk about what's to come like tournaments or events that are coming to the game, to, uh, to the community, and, and give you a little bit of an overview about what's to come. So, and I guess we're going to focus our podcast on the EU region, the European region. Um, I'm, from, uh, I'm from Germany, Zor is from Austria. Um, and I guess we're going we're gonna to have um, our guests... Uh, our friends joining us on the show hopefully if they like um, and also we're gonna talk about well we're gonna pick a different topic 
each episode, I guess, um, uh, which we're going to discuss like a little more in detail and have hopefully like our friends joining us and talk about this with us. So this is like a little bit of an overview. I hope I hope you like this, guys, and I hope uh, you can give us feedback. Uh, we're going to do the shout outs and the things at the end uh, where you can like uh, tell us what you think and maybe we can get the possibility to improve the show. So let's. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. What, what have we today? What do we have? Like we got a new patch. The new patch. Depending on the pre-release of Artanis, some people, I guess, already playing Artanis, like those who pre-ordered this Dragraft Legacy of the Void expansion. Yeah. And Artanis is pretty cool. He's like a melee warrior. He has a lot of fun abilities. For example, his E ability that it it replaces you with the place of another, uh, or more likely of an enemy um, player, which can set up some pretty sick cool ability. Combos. Yeah, it's a really sick, ability. sick ability. But the thing about the Tannis is he, um, even though his trade is like insanely strong with the shield he gets after he lost 50% of health, he isn't that tanky. You can't really build him on tankiness, that's why he's mostly played as a second tank for damage. Alright, alright. So let's let's go like over what, let's go over the hero, like what the basics. Okay, you're talking about the trade, it's shield overload, right? Shield overload, yeah. So I read, uh, if you take damage while below 50% health, gain a shield for 5 seconds. Your basic attacks lower the cooldown of shield overload by 4 seconds. So that makes him like a bit tanky, right? So he can stay in the fight a little a little longer a bit with this. Tanky. The thing is, when, when he gets at low health, you have to stay in the fight. If you run away and they got like some ranged motherfuckers, they just crush you. So if you stay in fight and keep auto attacking, you will stay longer alive. Like you got the, your W ability called Twin Blades. Your next basic attacks attack immediately, strike and strike the enemy twice. Which the W ability, mm. yeah, okay. And there is like a talent where you can improve this to free auto attacks, which are pretty insane. Oh yeah. Not, the, not like damage, but um, cooldown reduction on the shield overload. Uh, there's actually, I think right now there's a bug in the game where you can spam uh, the W ability Twin Blades twice, I think, if you do it right. At least that's what I read on Re on Reddit. And there's also a video, I think, on YouTube. So he's, I think he's bugged right now with this one. Alright. Um, I, I guess they're going to fix it pretty soon, I guess. Yeah, okay, and there's... There is the last one we haven't discussed, this Q ability, His the Blade Q ability, Dash. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, like, it's a gap closer and, like, you immediately don't gap close after that, like, dashing forward and backwards that I, I can't handle this. It's really, it's really hard to play. Some people think it's good to chase, but it just isn't, because the time where you travel back and forward, or forward and back, um people get more and more distance between him, themselves and you, so you just I, can't chase. His chase ability is kind of weak. Yeah, yeah. I, also his escape. He doesn't have a real escape. <laughs> if you use it to escape, you're just going <laughs> to land back. 
so it says this looks very funny if you try to escape with his Q. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, he can this disengage is a bit lacking. So what's the blade dash dash forward to deal damage to enemies, then return to deal significantly more damage. This is a Q. Then twin blades W, your next basic attack immediately strikes the enemy twice, and face prism E. Fire a face prism that deals damage to a hero and swaps your position with theirs. That's actually insane. It's pretty cool, yeah. Uh, like. I think we should we should do this in the beginning. Go through all his uh, all his uh, stuff and introduce him like this. Uh, well, um, mm. anyway, um, but I've been playing Zeratul against Artanis a little bit sometimes. And his blade dash kind of oh, was so annoying because if you mm, see the yeah. shimmer, if you see the shimmer of Zeratul as Rotanus, you just blade dash forward and reveal. You, you think of <laughs> reveal really the guys. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got heroic abilities. So what do we have there, man? Um, we got the purifier beam and the suppression pulse. For example, I had a game today. The suppression pulse is a really big AOE that's blinding enemies. Well, let's, let me let me read this. Uh, fire a large area pulse from the Spear of Adun. Adun. Spear of Adun. Jesus, I'm not a StarCraft buff guy, so please forgive me. Uh, <laughs> fire a large area pulse from the Spear of Adun, dealing damage and blinding enemies for four seconds. Unlimited yeah. range. It's global. Sounds yeah. nice. So a pretty good counter against some kind of Raynor or Vala or whatever. Like today I had a game where Raynor and Medic were like pre-made and the Medic kept stim droning him and our Atanis just couldn't use his ultimate on a stim droned Raynor. I don't know why he always used it like in the middle of a team fight, completely unnecessary. Yeah, we lost the game. <laughs> oh, okay, bitter. That's bitter. Losing a game against Morales, man, that's bitter. That's bitter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I think we're, we're gonna get to Morales uh, soon enough, I guess. And there's yeah, a second one, Purifier Beam. Have you seen this one? Yeah, Purifier Beam is a pretty strong damage on a single target. Uh, it's only, it's only uh, let me let me let me read the one. Uh, uh, Purifier Beam target an enemy with an orbital beam from the Spear of a Dune, dealing damage every second for eight seconds. The beam will chase the target as they move, unlimited range. Again, a global ability. Yeah, so Artanis' ultimates are both global, which is quite strong. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Uh, but, I, yeah? But the Purifier Beam is it, just very slow. You can deal a lot of damage if you got something like a root on your team, but otherwise they just run away from it and it's dealing like no damage. It doesn't do any splash damage, right? It just... No. Okay. Well both global abilities but i think you're gonna go you probably like go with suppression pulse right yeah i, I haven't pulse is definitely the way to go if they got any auto attack hero okay i haven't played artinus myself um and so what do you think about this guy do you think he's like op or strong or weak he is not op i think they could increase his face prism range like a little bit not too much it's a skill shot, like, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, slow, right? It's moving it, pretty slow, I think. It's a very slow um, projectile, and it's just very short, so it's really hard to land it. But when you land it, you can get into when some real, real, real trouble with, with mm. a hero. You can set up some nice plays with him. All right. So uh, I guess you could we could probably talk 
a lot longer about our tennis, but I don't have that much experience. He's pretty new in the game. Mm -hmm. Do you do you have any like ideas or do you have any I don't know strats where you could think he could be very like useful? Maybe do you think he has yeah. I think there is a decent strat, like if you got um, Diablo and another tennis on your team, you could um, like do some serious combo. For example, like Diablo um, throwing them over it themselves with his E ability and then... Like, overpower, Q. yeah. Yeah, overpower and then shadow charge, I think yeah. it was. And, yeah. and then more, and then Artanis switches his place with him, so he's in middle of five people. Oh, yeah. They can't get out. It's a really good displacement ability. You could actually. You want to get I think you can actually. You. you can actually fire it from behind the wall. Actually, right. So like, let's yeah. let's if they if they like uh, push one lane with the heroes, you can usually they stay pretty close to the to the gates, right? Yeah, but to be honest, Diablo can do the same thing, and we all learned that. And nowadays, we don't stand near near the gate if they have a Diablo. Well, we you, you say that, man, but too. guess what happened to me? Like, <laughs> I think the day before yesterday, uh, I, yeah, I, I, were you in the game? I don't remember. I was like, please don't look. <laughs> please, <laughs> nobody saw that. Please. Uh, well, oh, didn't got that. <laughs> yeah, don't underestimate the, I don't know, forgetfulness of your teammates <laughs> and also the enemies. So, yeah. I, yeah, the suppression pulse, man, it sounds so... Actually, it sounds really powerful. Especially really when the powerful. enemy has auto-attack auto -attack heroes a lot, like mm. for a Vala or Raynor, or even, you see, like, Stim Drone, a Raynor? That's what you said, right? Exactly. If, even if uh, if somebody's Stim Drone, it just totally cancels everything. Yeah, uh, they just deal no damage whatsoever for four seconds. Four That's seconds. Insane. Yeah, it's pretty strong, I guess. And I also like that it's that it's global. All right, so I guess uh, that's it with our tennis kind of uh, introduction to our tennis. So for everybody, for all you guys who pre-ordered the Legacy of the Void um, expansion for StarCraft II, um, they, you can enjoy him uh, one week early. I remember everybody was so hyped. It was like, oh, Artanis, Artanis is coming out. Yeah. You were actually kind of thinking about buying the, right? You were thinking about yeah, buying the, the game just for the hero. The expansion just to get Artanis, not even playing StarCraft or something. Yeah. I just want this motherfucker. And yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I understand. He's, he looks pretty cool. I think people are going to find interesting ways to use him. Uh, soon, as he's going to yeah. be, be longer in the game. So, and we, I guess we're going to come back to him maybe with a nice build or something, suggest a build, something in the in general direction of this, like how to play him, suggestions or whatever. So that's Artanis. Do we have any other heroes uh, that are interesting right now, patch-wise? Well, we got Lieutenant Morales. She got like, not a big patch, but her health was increased, which was very Thank needed. Thank God, yes. I yeah. agree. She had the lowest health in the entire cam game, except for Murky and the Lost Vikings. Seriously? But, I didn't know that. She was the lowest yeah. health? Oh my God. Yeah, okay. she had the lowest health. Okay. Now I think it's Valo or something. I'm not sure. I, I just knew that she was the bottom of the barrel uh, at Hotslocks, right? 
she was like the lowest win percentage hero in the game after her release a few weeks ago. Yeah. So that's kind of that's uh, no, weird. She climbed up like a few places. She got she has forty five percentage win right now. Yeah. But it's not that huge. Oh yeah, by the way guys, if you if we did say something so we are not all knowing, right? If we say something that's kind of, I don't know, that's not really right, just feel free to to send us uh, feedback and if it's mm. really really like really wrong or something, we're going to probably correct it or in the next episode something like this. By the way, uh morale is at the bottom, but we've got like Lily is at the top. What's happening, man? Yeah, insane. Lily is so strong. If the Kung Fu Hustle uh, level 20, you just can't kill Lily. It's in impossible. Uh, For those that know, know, Kung Fu Hustle is um, the level 20 talent. She can pick, and mostly is picked, because if you damage Lily, it reduces the cooldown of her ultimate. So she just walks into tower range, eats some damage, um, and activates her ultimate again. This does the shit again and again, and it's like so annoying. So yeah. guys never attack Lily. Just <laughs> don't finish her last for the des yeah. dessert. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, don't attack the Lily and don't focus on the tank. Except never. if you're a, if you're a butcher, then you it's okay. <laughs> and. I think she's more viable right now. She, her health was, bu yeah. was buffed like from 700 to 840 and one from 110 per level to 130 per level. And health regeneration was buffed from 1.46 to 1.75. And I think we can we see the changes already. She's kind of... She's healthier now, but still... She's not that very... I don't know. It's not that very not persistent. Really viable. Easy you need to, to be really careful. Easy to kill. Yeah, people. T I. I also. I haven't played uh, Lieutenant Morales a lot. Um, yeah, me either. So if you stay too, I mean, you have to stay close to all those melee heroes to heal them up during the fight, and the range is not yeah. that. And it's not that far, man. Right? You have to be pretty, pretty close. So anyway, yeah, like expect the Kerrigan going ham into five man. She sometimes Mars just can't reach her, which mm. is very bad. Yeah. On the other hand, I had I had some very very annoying games against Morales where she would keep the entire enemy team alive. So frustrating when people don't focus on Morales or when it's hard to get to Morales because the team peels really really well for her. It can be really frustrating. Okay, guys. Exactly. Um, so what do we have? We have a new map. Well, it's not really new. We have uh, the Infernal Shrines, Minion. Um, mm, like the new map. They increased the health, right? Yeah, anyway. they, they didn't even increase the health of the minions. Mm. They increased the amount of minions you have to kill to gain a Punisher, which was very needed. Like, now you can lose a teamfight on the shrine, come back from it, and still win the shrine if you wipe them again, like, later. Yeah, they're, they're, really their health... Really a balanced map now. Their health is scaling, I think, right now, right? Before, yeah, it, didn't, right. it didn't scale, now it's scaling. And it's 40. And thank God. 
the map feels yeah. like much more balanced and much more fun right now before it was uh, whoever got the first punisher most already won yeah yeah it was before was people yeah it was before people like really learned that you can actually bait the punisher well let's go into the map a little bit so there's a new map it's not really new it's how long has it been in the game so uh, one month, two months, something like that. Yeah, a month, I guess. Yeah, we had it on the PDR a little bit. Maybe one and a half. Yeah, something like this. Anyway, not really new, but... Okay, it's a three-lane map. There is a sh the shrine's gonna spawn. There are three shrines in each lane. One shrine in each, in each lane, I, guess, I think. Yeah. And the minions will spawn, much like in Diablo 3. And you have to kill 40 minions, and if you kill all those minions, little skeletal warriors or whatever they're called... Um, you're gonna spawn a Punisher, like kind of a boss, which will attack their buildings, but also will go for heroes. Will yeah, randomly jump on thing. heroes, and it's really, really nice, nice change, right? Like there are three kinds of those Punishers, like the Mortar Punisher, the Frozen, and the Arcane Punisher. And all of them have like really cool abilities. For example, the Frozen Punisher can root them with his AOE Frozen shit. And the Arcane um, Punisher deals just so much damage. So, so don't underestimate them in the late game. They can be quite strong. So, yeah, which of those are, is, uh, is the more scary? Uh, the scariest? You think it's Arcane? Yeah, the scariest is definitely the Arcane. Like, these beams, I hate them in Diablo. I'm a hardcore Diablo player. They killed me, like, thousands, thousands of time. And they do still in hot. so fuck this guy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, you can bait. Uh, the my point was uh, you can bait the Punisher over the wall. When you, whenever, when the team backs up over your wall, you stand there and you make the Punisher jump over the wall into your, um, into the range of the towers and the keep, and this way it goes down pretty quickly. No biggie. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. useful and not much effort. Just make use of this. All right. What do we have next? Oh, we got a bug running at the moment, like the bug on Johanna. For those that didn't know yet, it's a very rare bug. I didn't notice it, a friend of mine told me. Like, Johanna had a condemn bug. He, um, her condemn just didn't pull enemies. It just didn't pull. And I have no idea why. I can't quite describe it, because I'm not the Johanna player, but yeah. Yeah, I, I am. And I, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I'm aware of this bug. But I don't... You have to be careful. The Condemn doesn't really quite pull. You think it pulls the guy on the outer edge, but it really doesn't. Something is wrong. But I don't know. Maybe they fixed it or maybe I got used to it over the past few days. I don't know. Um, anyway, be aware that Johanna might be bugged. Um, do we have anything else uh, in the in this section? Talking about bugs, not much. All right. <laughs> Which is good, well, obviously. I think so. Yeah, they're working. Blizzard is really putting some work into it. I wish they put uh, as much work. Anyway, matchmaking's broken. Okay, well, let's get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do we have next, man? Uh, talking about some heroes, like, there are always, if a new hero comes out, uh, or a 
actually a new patch. Some heroes are just way too good, I'm completely broken, but it's not the case anymore. Hey, the game is getting balanced, kinda. The la last uh, patch was really, really, really nice. They buffed the warriors. Um, oh yeah, a warrior patch. Buffed stitches is, um, yeah, I guess viable. I don't want to say viable because I don't know. Do you think? Do you think he's good right now? He's in a good spot right now. Uh, Stitches alone as a solo tank, not. I mean, he can be quite tanky, but you need like teammates with you, like on Teamspeak you can talk with. Otherwise, Stitches is, yeah, not that good. I like, love Stitches, man. Everybody knows what to do. That's good. But if hooking and nobody is there and they just don't have a plan, that's that's very bad. Uh, I love me some Stitches, man. It's really really great. Yeah, me too. Uh, I remember I bought the Chef Stitches skin before I got the hero. I was like, okay, I need the skin. Seriously, it was <laughs> the first first thing I bought in Heroes of the Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> Thank God Stitches was free <laughs> that week, so I got to play him. But then after this, I was like, what? I don't have Stitches. I can't play him anymore. I got the skin. Don't have the hero. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I guess it's difficult to to really. Um, it's dangerous because the hook can be game changing. Uh, you can, mm. if if you make him too strong, and you he's got he's got the hook. Oh, super scary, super op. Super scary, yeah. Yeah, I'm checking the show notes. It says something about Illid and Abathur. What's up with that? Yeah, like Illid and Abathur used to be a quite strong comp. Like it was insane. But now that we got so much heroes, like new heroes or heroes that come back into meta like Lily with a blind ability, um, the Illid and Abathur comp can be countered pretty easily. If they see picking Illidan, you got two chances: counter picking Abathur or counter picking somebody with at least one blind, two blinds on the whole team. For example, Artemis with his. Um, suppression pulls ultimate, I think it was. Yeah, basic uh, attacks. Suppression yeah. pulls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Suppression pulls or Lily with her E ability blind or Johanna with her E ability blind. So always a blind against Illidan and you nearly won the game. All right. Let's talk about some tactics. What do we have there? Yeah, like tactics. I noticed some people know how to do it but not everybody and we need to change this for example on the cursed hollow map i hope everybody of you knows it you know the objective like um getting tributes and cursing your enemy team so minions have like one percent uh, one hp left and towers don't attack it's like it's very useful if somebody got two tributes why is that because for example, your enemy team got two tributes. That means if they got the if they get the next tribute, you're going to be cursed. So you do your boss. Why you do your boss? Because if you do the boss, they have to defend it. And that's why they can't go to the next tribute spawn, which is quite powerful. Yeah, and even and, I guess even if they get the third tribute, and you have your boss pushing on one lane, that can be. Yeah, it can be quite useful, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And if they still go for the tribute, you have a boss pushing, and nobody likes a boss pushing. And if you do the um, boss, most people know, oh yeah, we need to do the boss too, because they do. So you got like a counter-pushing boss and the curse if you're the team with the two tributes. Yeah. Always keep in mind, if you got two tributes on the map, no, like, not whatsoever who got the tribute, 
just get the boss immediately. Yeah, speaking of uh, tributes, uh, some people are still not aware that uh, there is, it seems random, but there is a pattern to the tribute. So mm. you can actually, I think you can, sometimes you can predict where the third tribute is going to spawn because you can't have three tributes in a row, top or bottom or on the left side or on the right side. So if you had, yeah, if you had like one tribute, two tributes top, you know that the next one is going to be uh, bottom, right? So bottom, you, exactly. And then yeah. from, from there it gets kind of random, I guess, or, or does it? Or can you predict no, more? It's, it's like um, when you got, for example, one tribute, top, one tribute top left and the next tribute can't be bottom left because it already was left. So it's going to be right. For example, top or bottom right. And if it's top right, it's the next is definitely going to be bottom left or whatsoever. I think you can follow me. It's yeah. not that hard to figure out. I I always follow and, you, man. <laughs> when yeah. you're playing on Crystal, <laughs> you're always calling, okay, tribute there and there. I was like, man, how are you? You're a, you're a hacker. <laughs> anyway, it's like magic, can... but it's not. Yeah, and if you know these kinds of things, you can, like, for example, set um, two people mid, two people bot, and one top. So you're like four, um, four people at the tribute and one can still push it's quite strong get an early kill or something it's pretty pretty good okay two trips and maybe boss time that's a that's a good uh, can be a good strat but be careful children the the boss is also <laughs> called the throw pit if you mm. like want to throw your game the best way to do it is to do boss <laughs> in the very very inappropriate time uh, because yeah, it makes you very vulnerable to the enemy attack. So, watch out when taking a boss. We yeah, we had some games like that. Oh man, don't re don't remind me, man. Oh, <laughs> so hard. Um, by the way, there was an interesting game. I think it was C9 versus Complexity, uh, HTC Brawl. Yeah, Complexity. I think it was Complexity. Yeah, I don't want to say something wrong, but they were ahead in the game. They had uh, C9 on the ropes. And then they thought, okay, we're going to take an aggressive boss. And guess what happened? It was actually insane. The fight, the fight that it was so long. And in the end, Murky, of all, of all guys, won the boss for Cloud9. That was so... Uh, uh, Murky with Abathur. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was insane. If you get the chance, watch, watch the VODs, the videos on demand on Twitch, HTC Brawl. I think they're also on um, uh, Blizzard, Bliss Heroes VODs. On YouTube, uh, check them out if you have the chan chance. HTC Brawl, I think last week, last weekend. So this was once, I think we were through with one section, right? So, or do we have anything to add here? Oh, actually. I think we're not. done. <laughs> All right, so this was the, I think we're done with this section. So this was the section of our podcast where we deal with uh, what was, what has happened to the game recently and now we're gonna take a quick look on what's happened to the in the community um and an esports community and the heroes of the storm community uh actually quite some like interesting stuff happened uh, uh, in the last few days and weeks um a european team virtus pro has been sponsor sponsored with a one million dollars um um a Russian investor 
gave Virtus Pro a sponsored Virtus Pro with $100 million. That's pretty nice, right? Wow, that's insane. Uh, man, the esports is booming. I feel like it's really, really booming. It's taking off. And the communities, I think it's getting bigger. It's, it's getting more recognition um, uh, even, to non even by non-gamers. Uh, remember uh, Heroes of the Dorm? The, the Heroes of the Dorm yeah. competition? This was the f I think this was the first time an esports event was um, was transmitted through on like it was on TV. It was on ESPN, I guess. So yeah, that's, exactly. That was pretty cool, and people liked it. Even people who didn't know esports even existed was like, "What's this?" I remember reading a, a post on Twitter. Uh, someone was like, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot look away because the casters are making, <laughs> making it so fun to watch. Like, oh, going for the core. And they were like, what insane. So that's good. I really, really love this, man. Go esports. Well, I guess we're going to talk about uh, the road to BlizzCon, right? Oh, yeah. Road to BlizzCon was quite, quite fun. I watched a few games, for example, the final. Do, do you remember the final? Uh, I remember the European finals, man. I, I've watched both uh, NA and European and Korea finals. And they were, all of them, they were insane. Uh, Cloud9 and TempoStorm qualified in the, uh, in, the, uh, North Amer in the Americas region. European uh, in the Europe in Europe it was Navi and Dignitas. I think this is the match you're referring to, right? Yeah, Navi versus Dignitas. This game was insane. Navi was. All of you know, but they had an and quite very uh, the comp. Not a yeah. ballsy comp, yeah. Oh very man, ballsy. beautiful. So if you guys what haven't watched this, it? it was uh, yeah. If you haven't watched it. Um, Navi went undefeated, like they went 10-0, undefeated, won the European Championship. And in the last game against Dignitas, um, they, they went for um, uh, Abathur, I think, uh, Kerrigan. Yeah, it was like Abathur, Kerrigan, Falstad, Falstad Butcher. Butcher, and I remember, and I don't remember, Uther, Uther or Karazim, I don't remember. Uh, anyway... Yeah, take it away, man. Yeah, like, this game was insane. They were on the Eternal Conflict map, where they made a lot of use from Everfair. He went for the mine build, like, dropping mines sick. On, around that the was battlefield, sick. Yeah. blowing the enemies, revealing them. It was insane. But then yeah. they, their Falstead went for the Mighty Gust Ultimate. For those that don't know, it's like an, an straight um, skill shot. Like very, very in a very big area that blows every single player away. And the butcher went for lamb to the slaughter, so he um catched somebody in the lamb of the slaughter and falsely just blew the enemy team away. The guy that got slaughtered, it's like insane. It was an insane game. You need to yeah. watch this on YouTube. We're gonna give I you agree. the we're gonna give you some links in the description below yeah I, I agree some of these games are really really nice and you can learn a lot about uh, like ways to play heroes um, from the pros really beautifully played by Navi there alright so let's talk about the qualified teams for the road to BlizzCon we've got Cloud9 and Tempostorm for NA 
we've got Navi and Dignitas, former Bob question mark for you. And we've got uh, DK, Team DK from Korea. And I, who's, f yeah, and for China, there is Braveheart and Team YL. Um, actually, it was supposed to be Eastar from China, uh, but they couldn't get visas. So they, was, they were replaced by Braveheart. Um, a third, the team that came in third, I think, or fourth, I don't really remember. And we've got Logi, J-I-A, Jia, Logi Jia from Taiwan. So this is it. Uh, eight teams. And the first matches are coming <laughs> to, to you, coming to us next Wednesday, man. Wednesday, the 28th of October. We're going to see the first matches of uh, of the World Championships of Heroes of the Storm, I guess. Uh, but, okay, this should actually oh, yeah. go into the coming to, like, future section. So we're going to talk, probably talk about this later. Anyway, uh, that's, that's that. Speaking about uh, uh, the community and Tempo Storm, I don't know if, you, uh, if you've seen this, but Tempo Storm is tilting, man. They're about to break up. Have you heard? Uh, have you heard this? Have you heard about this? Seriously? Yeah, man. Um, I oh, was watch. I yeah. knew that. Um, the uh, apparently the manager uh, of Tempostorm Zoya is like a caster himself, uh, like esports caster himself. He uh, went on uh, another show, the Town Hall Heroes show. He went on to tell that they don't some of them they don't like each other anymore there is a bit of like drama i don't know people are depressed he, sa he says and like almost in tears they don't they want the roster change but they really can't because if they change uh, people there's a rule for the tournament that forbids the teams to switch any members so they have to yeah. stay like all the people on the team have to stay on the team if they want to compete in bliss uh, at blisscon for the world uh, championship title um, and it seems they're really breaking apart right now. So it's going to be, Ed, wait, 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 there's more. Like the manager, he told him, if you're rooting for an A, root for Cloud9. So the manager of Tempo Storm told everybody to root for the other team from the NA if they want an A to win. That was really, that was really harsh. I kind of, I don't know. Uh, seems to be really hard. I didn't knew that. I didn't knew that. That's insane, dude. That, if Templestone breaks up, that wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that would be really. I don't know. It would be uh, well sad, sad face, man. If this happens, yeah. Um, I, the, they were dominating the scene for a very, very long time. Um, I remember there was a time in Kings of the Storm. I think one of the tournaments, Cloud Nine was shining for a little while. Cloud Nine was always the one the contender for the first spot and there was a month or month and a half where they really like dominated um tempo storm but besides besides that they were just uh killing it man so anyway it would be really really sad if they break up i hope they stay to like i hope they can manage their difficulties and give it their best they're gonna give it their best on uh, in the tournament don't don't you believe anything else? They were gonna. They're still super strong, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's there's that. Um, well, anyway, good luck to those guys. I hope 
they work they work it out all right this was uh, this was our short uh, look on the sport esports scene and what's happening around the game right now um uh, but let's talk about the game right now a little bit more um yeah matchmaking this is um mm. this is like i don't know um the sad Sometimes. tale of the game Sometimes I feel like God is present to me when matchmaking happens, and sometimes I feel like it's fucking me in the ass. Like, seriously, this system is not perfect. It has a lot of issues and it needs to be improved. That's right. Um, and a few days ago, um, there was a post on Reddit from the number one player in NA, Sray. A really, like, a really long post about matchmaking and what needs to be changed. And there was a huge reaction from the community, positive reaction, and even Blizzard reacted. Dustin Browder, Dustin Browder, um, the ch chief, like the producer of the game, the chief executive producer of Heroes of the Storm, he, um, uh, yeah, he he said they're, they're working, they're going to change it, and they changed it, like really, really quickly. They changed the rule that after six minutes, if you don't find the match, you're gonna be matched with like anybody who's up now who's in the, who's there they change it to 10 minutes and well they tweak the matchmaker i don't know do, do you think that do you do you feel it do you feel that they changed something i don't really feel it like i'm still getting sometimes like matched with people that have clearly no idea what they are doing and yeah, this is just bad. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I got, at the moment... Um, We're talking ranked. about Hero League, right? Yeah, it's... let's talk about Hero League. Like, I got ranked rank 10 on Hero League, and I get matched with that are unplaced with 250 games. This happened, like, recently, today, a few hours ago. Yeah. And I have no clue why. Like, my MMR isn't that bad that, this, uh, that, um, that it's an, an MMR thing. It's, it's bad, but the team comps... Are weird man i can maybe live with difficulties difficulty uh no differences in skill that's sometimes it's okay but the comms are so weird man two supports uh, yeah, two supports like no tanks like what the hell somebody's picking tester and you're going up against a, a group with supports and that's just not normal oh yeah i was sorry i I went for a quick match. Uh, I went for quick match uh, matchmaking for a little bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's okay. Like matchmaking yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. Matchmaking is weird. Uh, Hero League or a quick match. I guess in quick match doesn't really doesn't really matter that much. But Hero League, man, when you're really in tryhard mode, right? You you want to get better. You want to be better with your ranks. So, so it matters yeah. kind of more. People get toxic easily, like. Um, because of this so this has to change man i feel like this is one of those things in the game that can potentially destroy the game right? yeah toxicity is really the, the strongest right. shit that, this, that can destroy a game like i have games where we just get crushed in the early game and we come back in the late game and still win and then there are people that are getting mad in the early game which causes them to get toxic, which causes other people to get mad and just quit or be in a bad mood or something. Spread it around like the living bomb from Kalthas, that toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> um, my suggestion to all you uh, people playing um, 
yeah, Heroes of uh, Heroes of the Storm right now is uh, find buddies for for buddies and play Team League. That's what we're doing right now mostly, and we're having a great time, man. Yeah, it's just way more fun <laughs> yeah. talking with your people and not like getting fucked by anybody like random. Exactly, it's just best. The, the, the most frustrating thing about uh, Hero League is uh, when I when I'm in a game and I feel I don't have any influence on my teammates. Sometimes they don't really respond. Sometimes I like you try to chat, try to communicate. Sometimes there's nothing, no reaction whatsoever. And it may be because of a language barrier. I mean, most of the game, most of, of the people in the gaming community, they kind of speak English, right? Yeah. But you have to realize that the, 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 the European region uh, spans over a wide array of countries. We've got like, well, a lot of languages. And sometimes there is this barrier. There's it's one of the barriers is a language barrier, but... Some people just don't care. They don't want to communicate. And if they don't communicate, you can't really play well in a in a team-oriented game. Like even pings. They don't use pings. They don't respond to pings. I try to... I always try to do the... Like respond to my team. Try to see what, what the best thing to do is as a team. But it's hard, man. Yeah. So a huge shout out for those who are getting toxic. I can totally understand, but seriously, no reason to write any shit in in the chat. No need whatsoever. If the game is bad, there is always a way to come back from it. Yeah. Remember, the game isn't lost before it says uh, defeat on your screen. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I people are screaming for. Some not screaming, but some people say we need a surrender option. I say no, please. We will not get a surrender option. I'm pretty sure we won't get any surrender option, and it's good. I've seen games turn around that were insane storms, insanely one-sided, and sometimes they they fuck up. I mean, sorry, but they make mistakes. The enemy team make them makes a mistake, and you go for core. And, and win the game so yeah. don't lose hope guys don't lose faith maybe the next uh, the next uh, enemy mistake will lead to your victory uh, got my fingers crossed so don't give up all right um i think i guess that's it for the community spotlight okay let's let's check out what's happening right now in the game what do we have uh in the free hero rotation right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me check. We have like Morpherion, Vala, Stitches, Arthas, uh, Gaslo, Kerrigan, and Brightwing. Well, what nice. does that mean? All of you know Brightwing isn't that good of anymore. Aww, and I love Brightwing, man. He one of the strongest supports in the game, but she yeah. was just too strong. I can totally understand the nerf. But it was maybe. Oh, it was too hard. Too it was. They nerfed her and then they changed her. So I don't know. I I miss my old Brightwing. Seriously, I. She's a she's a little psycho. I love I I love that about her. Like. When when she when you when she's around, and an enemy uh, one of your friends gets a kill, she says you're really good at murder. 
so good, man. <laughs> so cute. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, she's kind of viable right now. She's not that bad, but uh, kind of hard to play. You need to jump around. She's the the mobility healer, jumping around, but still no burst heal, and that's bad. No burst heal is bad. Anyway, uh, that being said, I love Brightwing. Uh, I will still play her from time to time. All right, guys, I think we covered a lot in this episode. We don't... Obviously, we would love to talk more about Heroes of the Storm, but since this is the first episode, I guess we're gonna just uh, you know stop it stop it here and tell you what what's to come for the future episodes. So um, this is gonna be similar to this one. We're gonna talk about what's been happening and what's hot in the game right now. We're gonna take a look at the community and at the game design and at esports um, we're going to talk about certain heroes we're going to present you with builds that are interesting or have the highest win percentage we're going to talk about the meta um, this is going to be a part of our podcast we're going to like talk about comps and uh, counters to comps and heroes um, so anyway, yeah, strategies on maps and stuff like this. Also, as I said before, we want to, uh, we would like to have uh, you guys join us on the show. Uh, obviously, we're going to have some friends join us for the future episodes. And in the next few episodes, in one of the next, we're going to focus our topic, special topic on toxicity, Blizzard take takes the right steps to ban toxicity to silence players um, but it's still a huge factor and we're gonna talk about with about toxicity with other players maybe present some tips how to deal with with that and how to deal with your own with your own um, I don't know moods when you're tilted or in, like on the losing streak or whatever so yes uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the talent gate or you can send us an email the talent gate at gmail.com so if you have any suggestion feedback and well any anything you would like to tell us or if you want to join us as a guest on the show and have something you would really like to talk about concerning heroes of the storm or maybe esports in general just uh, send us a tweet or write us an email or we can join our channel in Heroes of the Storm, um, the Talent Gate, and maybe we can play some games together, which would be super sweet. Fabulous, right? Fabulous. So, Xor, do you have anything to add? Any shout-outs? Um, I will just thank you all for listening to us. Um, please... Uh, we are sorry if there is anything that's wrong or something. Let us know. And yeah, have a great day. Couldn't have said it better. Have a great day and see you next time on the Talent Gate. <laughs>